Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the beautiful mountains of California. Today's episode is the first of a series of peaceful profiles, interviews with people who are successfully living peaceful lives or are helping others approach subjects in peace. But first, a word from our sponsor. This week's episode is sponsored by Cozy Phones, high-quality headphones built into a comfy headband, perfect for working out, resting, or in bed listening to your favorite podcast. And we all know what that is. Cozy Phones are available for both adults and children with many different styles. Sign up for our newsletter and you'll be entered to win a free pair of Cozy Phones. Just go to thepeaceful.life slash newsletter. And check out all the Cozy Phones styles on their website, CozyPhones.com, and use discount code PEACEFUL15 for 15% off your order, exclusively for our listeners. Thank you, Cozy Phones, for supporting the Peaceful Life podcast. Now on to the show. We're talking with Heath Armstrong, an entrepreneur and author, He's published a book called The Sweet-Ass Journal to Develop Your Happiness Muscle in 100 Days. Heath runs a thriving online e-commerce company and will soon be releasing a deck of cards called The Sweet-Ass Domination Deck, Affirmations to Motivate Your Creative Maniac Mind. Welcome, Heath, to the Peaceful Life Podcast. Yo! How are you What's doing? Up? Oh, I'm always amazing, Great. of course. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. First, a question from your own sweet-ass journal. What makes you <laughs> smile? You know, yesterday, this this is a question that obviously changes drastically for me. But yesterday, the these, I don't know what it was. I don't know. It's been Wednesdays lately for me. It's like um, these cloudy head gremlins keep attacking me on Wednesdays. And I get in this funk. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, everything's like falling apart. I don't know what to do with myself. And and so I started asking myself yesterday, like, what is it that I really do love that really makes me just smile all the time? And it, it's always being being outside, like just in the middle of the woods and not there's like a nature park close to us, which I can go to. But it's still like surrounded by neighborhoods. And I was mm-hmm. telling my fiance, like, I don't I don't even want to go there. Like, I want to go into the wilderness and just sit there because I honestly think nature is the most healing thing. And if it's going to make if anything's going to make you smile, it's just being completely aware of how crazy magical it is to be on this like you know giant rock floating through space at 67,000 miles an hour around a giant ball of fire that's literally 300,000 times the mass of earth (laughs) and so I think that like remembering that is what makes me smile the most absolutely have you ever been to Yosemite no but I just applied to do the uh John Muir trail later this year for our, our, I'm getting married in September Ooh, and, uh, congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. And we're going to, I don't know if we're going to do a honeymoon, but we're going to do a honey sun <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like before the wedding. And we're going to hike that. And if we can get accepted. Um, and so that would be the first time that I'll enter Yosemite because I love rock climbing too. And obviously that's like a Mecca. It's so beautiful. You're going to fall in love with it. I did, and that's why I live here. Oh, man. You know, it's it's fascinating how I was just living in downtown Portland for a while, and now we're in a suburb. As of a couple of weeks ago, I moved, 
And I'm actually around trees again. And I grew up in the mountains, but it was the Appalachian Mountains. Mm -hmm. And I love it out here. Like, And I get this like higher sense of creativity, higher sense of um, just awareness and clarity. And, and there's just I don't think it's for everybody, but I mean, for you and I, definitely, there is a superpower that comes with being in nature. Definitely. So I'm going to start by reading one of the cards from your sweet-ass domination deck. Um, All right. Here's one. I practice and become what I love and appreciate, and I am unique in my offerings. So what makes Heath unique? I spent many years doing what they told me to do, um, behaving like I was told to behave. And I, even in those days, like I had trouble conforming to the rules and I started developing this sense of like, you know, breaking the rulers, um, instead of actually breaking the rules. It's like, why are we being judged? Why are we being told what to do? And I'm not like a crazy anarchist or anything like that, (laughs) but I do think that we all have an equal right to decide what makes us happy what is it that we can work towards that's going to bring us ultimate happiness and freedom? And, and how can we spend our time every day working towards those things? And it's just like we we get in these funks where we're spending so much money on our house and our cars so that we can drive to work and, you know, slave labor in this kind of routine that just so we can afford to spend more money on our house and our cars. And it's like this never ending cycle. But really, it's not like none of that material stuff um, elaborates into, I don't know if elaborates is the right word, contributes to our happiness the way that we think it does. It's, it's really only 10%, I think. Circumstances and materials in your life, I think, only contribute 10% of your happiness, which is insane. For me, I think it was just like, I'm weird. Like, I, I don't necessarily, you know, when I look at myself, I don't see myself as ever not being unique because we're all unique, right? right? It's just a reminder of like, can we go down inside to what our intuition is telling us and be that person and allow it to come out? Because when we can do that, that's when all these incredible things start happening in our lives that really beast up our happiness muscles and our motivation muscles and inspire us to do bigger things. And like what makes me unique, I don't know. Maybe uh, it's the fact that I, I like really find passion in waking up as early as possible and doing weird things that challenge my mind. I've got trackers on my wall where I literally initial in every single morning. Um, what are these five habits that I'm working on over this 100 day period? And and what am I going to do today to implement that? And then at night I sign out and I'm like, okay, did I accomplish this or not? Like that, that's pretty weird. And that can make me a little unique. I also do the journal every single day. Right. And I, and I try to give a gift and I try to keep minimal and keep distractions limited. And Along the way, I'm not filtering myself. Uh, you know, by looking at the sweet ass domination deck, that you know sometimes I feel that it's necessary to use aggressive language, um, and sometimes I think it's really necessary to be very peaceful and uh, higher frequency languages that that aren't near as aggressive. And I think that we all are constantly evolving and changing, and and it's not always the same thing that's going to make us feel uh, different. And yeah. so. That's kind of it's kind of what I do. I'm just a weird dude in general, I guess. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. It is unique. I found from reading the journal that you and I have a lot of very similar philosophies. Um, I've done episodes about simplifying, being mindful, about gifts and giving and quiet time. So there's a lot of very similar themes. Um, but you have a very 
different language um, <laughs> in expressing that, but it's cool. I mean, it made me laugh. And um, that means that I'm engaging with the product. So is that your goal? Is it kind of shock empowerment? Sometimes. I, I don't, for me, I don't look at it as a goal that I'm setting. It, it really was going back to when I, I've always loved writing mm -hmm. and I never knew what my voice was. And the whole time it was just, if I would have just written like I talked, everything worked itself out. And I never did. I always tried to write like I thought people wanted to read. And, and I met, um, when I used to do my old podcast, which was called the Artsy Now Show, I met Honoré Quarter, who is an author of like 30 plus books. And she's Hal Elrod's business partner in the Miracle Morning series. And she's been an incredible mentor and friend to me ever since. Um, but when I started reading her writing, I was like, you know what, when I talked to her, like she just writes, you know, she probably didn't go to school for writing, but she, she just writes like she talks. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm having a conversation with her, listening to her talk to me. And then I just started doing that. And everything that was coming into my mind, I would just write it down exactly how I would say it if I was speaking. And it changed everything. Like it was just, it was really, really, um, I don't know, really magical to find that kind of voice. And so I think that that's why that it engages people. It's because it's just like we're having a conversation right now. Right. I like that um, because I think it's easier for people to digest when you're being authentic. Yeah, authentic, authenticity is, is insane. I, I just got back from Nicaragua and did a lot of authentic relating practices, and that was weird and like really you know gets you out of your comfort zone. But, mm -hmm. I mean, it just shows you the power of like – especially when you're building happiness, being authentic. I mean, there's nothing better than if you're sad, like you got to cry those waterfalls out. You know what I mean? Like you can't hold that stuff in and that's authentic. And then you shouldn't ever be afraid of, of admitting that that's what you did. And I think that's really hard for us to do sometimes, but that's what you learn through doing authentic relating type stuff. Right. Now you mentioned your podcast and I went and listened to a couple of the episodes, um, to prepare for talking with you. You <laughs> interviewed over a hundred thought leaders. Tell me about that. Yeah, it was fascinating. I actually just reconnected with a bunch of them over the last couple of days because I'm starting my new show. Um, and I love just going back and reanalyzing you know, where they were then, what they're doing now, how I can take those habits and adopt them. But I, I started the artsy now show. I mean, you have to put back, like I was working in the concrete construction industry for 10 years. And I mean, I was depressed. I was an alcoholic. I lived in Kentucky and I didn't understand at the time that circumstances really didn't contribute to your happiness. So I blamed a lot of it on my circumstance, mm -hmm. but it actually gave me some fire and some drive to, to make changes. And I didn't understand how to do that because pretty much everybody in my life, like there wasn't anybody that was doing anything different. And the internet is a magical force because like you can find those people who are and use that as inspiration. So I just decided like, look, if I want to pay off my debt and, and leave this job and work for myself and travel and see the world and like try to make something like some sort of purpose in my life, how do, how do I do it? And I mean, it's not like anybody knows who I am. I have no authority. What am I going to do? And I just, just happened to discover podcasting and was like, you know, this is interesting because people are asking others to come on their shows and they really also may not have any authority, but people just like, it's, it seems to me like all these amazing people are just saying, yes, maybe I should just try and do that and see if I can ask these people how they're doing what they're doing. What's making them so happy? How are they being successful? 
And then maybe I can start applying those things to my life and see if it helps me make changes. And, and I was scared. Like I had no idea what was going to happen. I'm an introvert. Um, it doesn't I really, sound like you're an introvert. <laughs> I know. I know. I have a comfort sense behind a microphone, but like in person, I'm not the type of person that's going to walk up and talk to anybody. I actually get anxiety in crowds. It's a very weird thing. And I just reached out to a friend to start the first episode. He was a keyboard player in, in um, Ventura, California. And I was really comfortable with him because, I mean, I already knew him and it was easy to do that episode. But episode two, I was like, you know, I can't just keep asking people I know that are doing the same things. Like, I got to get this ramped up. And so I just went to Twitter and and I came across a, a Hollywood director who had won the uh, New York International Film Festival when he was 17. Wow. And this was years later and he was doing a film with, um, uh, what's his name? The guy who played Samwise G in Lord of the Rings. His name, he was doing a film with him and I was like, man... Like, I don't know. I'm just going to try to send him a message. Like, I sent him like a Twitter direct message and was like, hey, I don't know if you're interested in this, but like I would like to interview you about how you've become successful. And like I just thought I'd never hear anything back. And of course, he was just like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Like, I can't wait. And I was like, what? Like, this is insane. And yeah, it's exciting. It just, <laughs> yeah. And like it, the conversation was incredible. I mean, if you go back and listen to those first episodes, they are so bad. It was just like. I, I hadn't discovered my voice yet, but that was the beginning of it. That was the beginning of me getting comfortable with talking to people and, and getting away from scripts and going to just free ball the conversations and then eventually learning how to write. And as I interviewed all of these incredibly creative entrepreneurs, I just started noticing all the things that they were doing that were similar. And most of those things are the sections of the sweet ass journal. And it's not rocket science, right? It's like, these things have been done by successful people for thousands of years, uh, whether it's just paying respect to gratitude or or minimalizing or being simple or giving gifts like it's not it's not hard. The hard part is convincing ourselves to create the habit to do these things because right. there's just too many distractions in the world that keep us from it. And so I did that. Yeah. And I like I just kept interviewing people for over a year and a half, two years. And, and eventually I was like through that process, I just met so many incredible people. And one guy, you know, I tried to start several different businesses, failed, eventually found a coach through that process, paid off about $20,000 debt in under a year. And then, like specifically by just not spending money that I would spend on things I didn't need. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I met a guy who I became best friends with and throughout the relationship with him, like learned how to sell things online. And eventually that turned into me being able to leave my job by mid 2016. And yeah, now I, I've done a lot of sales in kind of sports and outdoor gear and things like that, but I'm, I'm pushing hard to move into uh, making my own products that help inspire people in, you know, 10 seconds or less, like these, these yeah. products with, uh, motivation for people with short attention spans, basically. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to read another card. IDGAF about stress. I release all confrontations and utilize my energy to its fullest. And there's <laughs> like a cute little battery on there, like the one on your cell phone. And it's fully charged, of course. Um, I must say that the artwork on the cards is beautiful. It's very colorful and motivating in its own right. Tell us about finding the artist and the process of creating these 62 affirmation cards. Yeah, it's been incredible. Like I, 
I started writing these in a tea shop right after I actually it was about a month before I released the sweet ass journal, which was very scary in itself because I'm like, who's going to use this? Nobody wants this. And people are like, no, you have to put it out. And now that I get like people from around the world that are using it and telling me how much it's helped them, it's it's very magical and humbling. Yeah. But I I was like, you know what? I I, always, I had a couple different types of affirmation decks and I, I liked them, but they just were a little bit woo woo for me. <laughs> and I. I know that a lot of people in, you know, the younger generation now, they're they look at that stuff and they just ignore it. It doesn't even process their mind because they're like, oh, that's that's fairy tale, whatever. And I was like, I would love to just like start writing thoughts to myself. So whenever these gremlins do attack and I feel like my battery is low, like I just want to go back to this piece of paper in my notebook and read these things and help me charge myself back up. And so eventually I like within the first day I had like 20 sort of like prototypes of messages. And then I started thinking like, you know what? It'd be really cool to like put some artwork with this or, um, you know, turn these affirmations into motivation as well. And so I was like, well, what if, like, what if I had these affirmations on the front and then on the back, I actually wrote some sort of like creative motivation in line with the subject. Mm -hmm. And so then I started trying to pair like a motivational message with the affirmations and it was incredible. And, and then at that point, I was kind of in a lock because I didn't have any idea how to manufacture cards and I didn't have an artist. And so I started like asking people I knew who were artists and it became very apparent quickly that there was no way I'd be able to afford having like the artwork done. And I'm a graphic designer myself in if I want to be, but I would prefer to write. And so Jason uh, Berwick, who's the co-founder co of uh, Rage Create, he happened to have um, a graphic designer on his team for some of these sports and outdoor products and things that we were making online. And we were like, let's just give her a creative shot and see if she can do like one or two of these cards. And she sent them back. And the very first card um, was my emotional fear is an illusion. Yeah. And basically, it, you know, it talks about sort of like how you're a space driven hunk of magical meat and all, you know, we're, we're in space and all the things that we said at the beginning of this interview and your emotional fear, it, you know, it's an illusion. Like we're this little speck on this planet, which is a little tiny speck in a galaxy and which is a little tiny speck in the universe. And it looked amazing. And I was like, man, I get a lot of really good energy from this. It's beautiful. And let's try it a couple more. And she did a couple more. And I was like, this is she. I mean, she just nailed it. It was like it was meant to be mm -hmm. um, starry, like just spacey. Just I, I couldn't have imagined that it would have ever turned out as good as it did. And then we lost her for like four months. She like fell off the face of the earth no. and uh, we were like, we didn't know if we were going to get her back. And I got depressed and like stopped the project and was like, I don't know. And then I was like, you know what? I got to get, I got to recharge my battery. I got to get through these gremlins. And so I was like, I'm going to write them all out anyways. And then eventually, um, we brought her on full time and, and we were, once we did that, it was just beautiful. And she has just been incredible. Like if you go to, if anybody's listening, goes to ragecreate.com you can sort of see you, you'll get a preview of these cards. I think mm -hmm. you can you can actually download a sample pack of 10. Um, and even the PDF designs that she does is just incredible. And and yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's that's how the artwork came to life. And I feel like it was just one of those things where I asked the world for it and the world gave it back. You know, right? it's, it's very uplifting. And yeah, and like I said, colorful, it, it makes me happy. You've mentioned a couple times about these little resistance gremlins, and they're even kind of hiding in the artwork in the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain what a resistance gremlin is? 
I can. It's funny that they are hiding in the cards because that was a, I was like, you know what? Because they never go away, <laughs> like we have to put them on every card and maybe we can make some sort of game out of people finding them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was almost like a where's, where's Waldo type right. thing. But I um, read a lot of uh, stoic stuff. I'm a big Seneca fan. And every time you go through that type of uh, literature, it's it's very apparent that there are forces that work against our creativity and against our motivation and our drive. I mean, for every positive, there's going to be a negative. And it's hard to just think like, oh, it's just resistance from the universe or it's just, re- you know, it's just fear. or It's just stress. And it's not that interesting to think of it in that way. And so I couldn't get past the thought that like to, to really become who we want to become and be the, the people like our highest self that we should be like, we have to be able to create, we have to be able to create daily. We have to be able to create and move into that. And resistance is the death of creation, which basically means it's the death of ourselves. And so in order to create that higher being, we basically have to destroy resistance. And I think the easiest way to do that is by training ourselves to be able to identify resistance because they're so, it's so sneaky. Like it comes to us in forms that we never really see. It could be, you know, binge watching Netflix or like, you know, pounding KFC on the couch or whatever it is, family and friends and tradition and, you know, giant religious groups and anybody who wants you to think in a certain way that you didn't come up with the idea yourself. And so I was like, you know, what if we just attach gremlin to the back of the word resistance or gremlin to the back of the word stress or fear, because then it personifies it. And then at that point, every time something goes wrong in life and every time, you know, like, you know, if I drop a teacup and it busts all over the floor, I'm like, damn, gremlins like th- that little bastard got me good. And it really plays well with people because it wasn't I found out that it wasn't just me that it helped. Like now I have all of these people that have used the journal or have used the deck and they're like, oh, my gosh, like these gremlins can't stop me. Like I'm these gremlins flooded my basement and I'm like, oh, they flooded my base- basement before too weird. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, it makes it more of like an appealing game. It's like a battle, right? You're, right. you have an enemy that is working against you, but you now see that enemy. And as before, it was like, it was always around you and doing things to screw up your day, but you never knew it was there. And that's very hard to work against. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we kind of go with resistance gremlins or fear gremlins. I'm like, you know what? I'm really scared to go do public speaking and I'll probably throw up, but that's a fear gremlin screwing with my head and he's disco dancing up there and he wants to give me a wedgie, but I need to turn that around and give him a wedgie, you know, and and go do that speaking gig and, and then he'll, he'll disappear. And it's like, it's a real game to me. Like it's not something made up that this is something I truly believe in. What's also kind of genius about that is that it makes it external rather than internal. You're not blaming yourself for it. If it's a gremlin and not me doing it, then I can easily just get rid of it and sweep it away. It's something that's not me. That's a beautiful point. And that's not, I don't think that that's an angle that I've ever even considered before. Yeah. And that's, that makes so much sense, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it fits right into it. So Right. So when you separate it from yourself, then you can make it disappear. Right. Which comes with personifying it. Right. Exactly. I like that. So um, here's my favorite card so far. Instead of searching for happiness, I create happiness. And you've talked (laughs) a little about that, about creativity. But what would be your number one piece of advice for achieving true happiness? Well, I think that 
you know, life isn't necessarily about what happens to us. Like most of us think it's not about the beauty that happens to us. And it's not about the, you know, the BS that happens to us. Um, it's really about how we choose to react to what happens. And so there's just too many times that we let these resistance and fear and stress and anxiety gremlins do the disco party in our head. And we basically end up, you know, like I used to face down pants down in the bushes with a bottle of hooch in my hand. And it's just, the situation is different for everybody, but how often do we actually find the silver lining in one of those bad situations and use it as motivation to work towards our dreams and our goals and our visions. And I think that the best thing you can do for creativity is to understand or happiness is to understand that every single moment you have a choice to make a decision and you can either move towards your visions and what's going to make you happy and what's going to make you um, feel like you have a sense of purpose and what's going to make you feel free or you can work against it. And you can work towards being, you know, just an existing like a hermit on the shore or um, working backwards and say, like, if, you, if I were to pick up the bottle back then and start drinking, it's like I'm just shutting that that whole opportunity down to move in the right direction. And so I think what you can do if you want to do something physical about this is get out a note card. You don't even need to spend money on anything like you just get out a note card and write down exactly what you want to happen in life and put it, you know, on that note card, like I want to be an author, I want to pay off my debt. And, and then just write two things on that note card that you're going to do that day to move towards that. And no matter what happens, no matter what resistance comes and, and, you know, kick stomps you in the morning or pulls your pants down and leaves you feeling like a stranger outside, like in the middle of the street, like you have to be able to overcome that if you, and the way that you do that is just by doing these two things. And so get a pack of note cards every day, write down what that vision is, and then just do two things to move towards it. And that's how you create happiness and freedom in the most direct way. Cool. Last question. What is the next super awesome project for Heath? <laughs> I'm making, so the, the sweet ass domination deck is really next because as we're talking about this, we haven't, we're running a Kickstarter for this, which is going to start here in about a month. So it'll probably be up at the end of March, April. I'm not sure, depending on when this is going to release. So that's like the next get it out there hub. Um, but there's a whole line of things that I'm working on behind this. And one of them is my new book, which is called Tented. This isn't going to be the main title yet, but I've always been calling it Weapons to Destroy Resistance Gremlins. Mm -hmm. And it's really just inspirational power that are expansions of these cards there are more motivational notes that get, you know, they dive deeper into subjects. Um, and then I'm making some sweet ass toilet paper. <laughs> like if you look at these affirmation cards, like I want these types of messages on toilet paper. So like when you're in the red, I want, I want to be able to turn these little things in life around into motivation mm -hmm. stuff that we don't even pay attention to anymore because it's so common. I want to turn those things into something that can turn your day around and remind you to work towards your visions and your goals and your dreams. And I can't think of anything better or more fun than sweet ass toilet paper because the name plays in perfectly. If I'm sitting there having a bad day and I got to use the restroom and I pull that off, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Like, this is awesome. And so that's one. And then another one is um, sweet ass bathtub crayons. And so I've been using this system with my fiance that I'm kind of working with where we go back and forth with affirmations in the shower and, and doing certain games. And I'm trying to put together like a, a set of practices plus my own bathtub crayons. And that'll be a fun thing that people can do as well. So it's all really, really exciting and, and new to me, but that's the direction that it's going in for sure. I look forward to those products. I definitely want a deck of those cards. 
Yeah, and I'll send you a deck for sure if you send awesome. me your address. The, the samples won't come in until the end of this month, but I'll send you one. Awesome. Thank you so much. What a gift. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Heath. You were my first peaceful profile on the show. And mm-hmm. you've set the bar pretty high, but I have a feeling that you're used to doing that. Tell like- our listeners how they can find you all over the web. Yeah, for sure. I, well, first, thank you so much for having me on. Um, my personal website's heatharmstrong.com, and my Instagram handle and Facebook and all that is just at Heath Fist Pumps. It's H E A T H, and at Rage Create for all the Rage Create stuff that's we've we've just started getting out. If you go to RageCreate.com, you can get a preview of the new book plus the digital sample pack of the cards. And what I was going to tell you is that for your audience, if you want, the first person that can download that pack and find three of the hidden gremlins Mm -hmm. on the uh, cards and email me at heath at fistpumps.com and just let me know that you found them or circle them and and show me, I will send you a free sweet-ass journal. Awesome. I will also put that on the website, thepeaceful.life, with this episode. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us today and have a fantastic rest of the week. Hey, every day is a bonus round, right? So just definitely. You have to slow down and enjoy beautiful things. And I'm definitely going to be doing that. I know you will too. So thanks so I much. Will. Heath's products can be seen on the website ragecreate.com. You can see all about Heath at his own site, heatharmstrong.com, and I will put both links on our page for this episode. If you have feedback about this or any other show that we've done, please email me at laura at thepeaceful.life. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a loving and peaceful week. And remember, you are a spectacular human being. Mm -hmm.